0: Well, hello and welcome back to Churched.
1: Welcome. This yes. is
0: episode two. Yes. Happy it's Friday. Friday.
1: Woo. Jinx. Friday. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, we are so excited to be back with you guys. Yes. We hope that you guys enjoyed episode one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had some really great conversation last week. We did. We could have gone on forever. I mean, it
1: was great. I feel like with you and I, we can always... We can just talk about anything. We just pull it out. Like there's a file and we can just keep going. And just go. Yes. Well, of all the things... Um, well, first off, let's ask: How was your week? My week was good. It was very, very hectic. I had to take like a my de-stress, re-consolidate my brain, shower for sure. That oh. is uh, required on a week like this week, where also on top of having a family, a husband, three kids, I also am just busy every yes. minute of the day, um, which I try to avoid, unsuccessfully most of the time. <laughs> So other than that minute of like panic on Wednesday where I realized I still had the rest of the week and it was completely booked and full, we we made it. You made it. God brought us. We're here. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Um thank you Jesus, he is faithful. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I I actually got back from I was away for I think well, it's, it's been a week or so, but I was yeah. with my best friend in Nebraska, getting to go to see um, her family and being uh, got to go see their church. Yes. Um, and I think it's always healthy when you're in full-time ministry to be able to step out yes. for a second. And, oh, for sure. Um, somebody said this too, of like anytime you can go support other ministers or like yes. other people ministering yes. is so powerful. Absolutely. Um, so I'm just, I'm happy to be back mm-hmm. and... Missed you. Yes, Missed ma'am. drinking our coffee. Yes. Um, but let's go ahead and jump right on into jump in. a really fun topic to talk about. It's my favorite because
1: I get so angry. <laughs> let's talk about purity culture. Purity culture. First of all, this conversation, we could split it into like 4 million parts yes. because I have so many examples. And it's kind of funny that we started this conversation today. I almost spammed your Instagram DMs you with a couple million reels. I found this one creator and I need to get her name. It was hysterical. She just did riffs on um conservative Baptist youth leaders talking about purity <laughs> and I almost died laughing. I also was like slightly traumatized. Yep. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm getting like flashbacks,"
0: you know, as we were um preparing for this conversation. Yes. I, we were, you know, I just wanted to, I look up a few things and what, like the number one thing as soon as I put in, I wanted to get like a great definition of what is purity culture. Yes. Not just what is purity, but what is purity culture. Right. And the second thing that popped up is what is purity culture drama? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number one. It was like, and then the next one is like, why is purity culture harmful? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's before those come, those come before like, Purity culture example, you know all that kind of stuff. Yes, ma'am. And I laugh so much because you say the Baptist, just, you know. Yeah. I I am very. You were so good about this last episode. I was very um, blessed, and I had a great. I really did have a great childhood. Um, we all are scarred by things. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm very grateful for the word that is hidden in my heart. Yeah. Because of the youth group that i was a part of because of the the school the private christian school that i had gone to yeah however <laughs> however yeah. <laughs> it asterisk <laughs> <laughs> however it came with a lot of yes. hurt yeah and um overswinging we talked a lot about that word balance yes. last episode yes. and it came with a lot of overswinging um and overswung ideas and they were mm-hmm. not balanced with um, the truth, yeah. you know, yeah. and so we laugh when it's like this, like <laughs> Baptist, <youth laughs> yes, group, shaming. That's purity just our culture.
1: experience. <laughs>
0: like I, I can, yeah, I, I literally lived it. Yeah, I lived it. I knew yeah. girls with with purity rings. I, mm-hmm. you know, our family. I wanted a purity ring. We couldn't really afford a purity. You know, it was just like, you know, and that's the, you know, silly mm-hmm. excuse of being like, well, you could have used something else, but yeah, it just was something that. I felt like at the time, even the purity culture ring or the purity ring, and I'm not,
1: if you've had a purity ring, I'm not, we're not. It is a beautiful thing. Yes. We're relating to you, if anything else. (laughs) Yes. Please don't hear us. (laughs) No. I had the bracelet first, and then I was upgraded to a ring, so you know we, we you know. are going to talk about some hurt here <laughs> but
0: once again you know if you got a purity ring from your dad or your parents or you know and if it was a beautiful thing like it, yeah. it, it's a beautiful thing please don't hear us of um when we are laughing through some of our hurt yes. <laughs> as we were laugh along the way that's how we um, deal with it <laughs> you ha- there were some really beautiful moments in oh, that absolutely. culture um, absolutely so please don't don't hear us wrong with that uh, and however and yeah. uh, and adding on to um there are positives and negatives about culture. Yes. Um, yes, some cultures, and this this culture has a lot of has a lot of negatives that came with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we just, like we have said before, we we just laugh along the way because yes. it was really painful for a lot of us. Yeah. Um. So let's go ahead. Like, let's just say the definition of what is purity
1: culture. I think, and this is again speaking from experience. Um, For me purity culture. Number one, it was female-specific. The guys almost never had these conversations. It was always specifically geared towards the girls. Mm -hmm. Um, Anytime we were in youth group or we were at church camp, it was, okay, boys, you get to go have fun um, kayaking or you get to go do the water sports. Girls, it's time to talk about purity. And I was always (laughs) like, first of all, I want to go tubing. How is this fair? Um, Second of all, why doesn't it apply to them?
0: For sure. I'm just going to put a pin in that whole, yeah. remind me to come back to it. Because I just I just want to say, if, if you're listening in and you're like, what is purity culture? I don't really know. It really was just this, it, it's it, it's around the idea of we want to stay pure before we yes. are married. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. We don't want to have sex before marriage. It is biblical. Right. Um, we uh, and it was just talked about a lot, right? And that was what really purity culture is: is keeping your bodies pure, keeping yourself, your mind, your right. heart pure for your spouse when you, right, get married. Right. There are other things that are in there, but solely based on what a lot of us were taught, right? That's that is what it's centralized Absolutely. around. So
1: take that pen out. Go ahead. I yes. just wanted to make sure. It- and just an important note to what Darby said: that's biblical. Purity is biblical. It's not all wrong. Purity is in the Bible. There's a reason the Bible talks about do your best to keep yourself pure for marriage. And that's a whole nother conversation. But just like we're not saying it's not all of it's bad. It's not. How it was approached, and again, back to that fun little word that we love so much, balance, um, yes. is more the issue. And for me growing up, the culture, it became a very negative. It was... I remember one specific example that stuck in my mind forever was we had a women's, a uh, young girl's tea party. And this older woman, she pulled out a China a China tea cup. It was beautiful. It was like hand-painted. And then she pulled out a styrofoam cup. And she said, this is what you want to be, referring to the dainty, beautiful, perfect China cup and then she's like, this is what you are if you allow yourself to be intimate before marriage. Ooh. And she crushed the styrofoam cup and started ripping pieces out of it. And she was basically like, listen, do you, li- I'm not even kidding. Do you want to be trash for your husband or do you want to be this perfect porcelain pure china cup? And I was just- So you're going to become damaged goods. Yeah, you're forever. You're, da- you're damaged goods Forever. Forever. And I said, first of all, what if, and this is in my head, and I was probably 12 or 13 at the time, and you have to remember, I took this very seriously. I was like, good heavens, I want to be a China cup. And I remember getting one as like a symbol, like I will be pure as this China cup forever. Um, and But I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. If I screw up even one time, like... It's over. No one's going to... No man is going to want to settle for me because I'm damaged now. Never did we discuss if they had indulged before marriage. Boys will be boys. And that was the culture I grew up in. Girls are responsible for keeping things above water. And guys could not be expected to control themselves. And... I didn't realize how damaging that mindset was, unfortunately, until literally well after I was married. And that conversation of intimacy kept coming up because I had serious insecurities from that way of thinking that was bleeding into my marriage. Oh, yeah. And it's like we would start having conversations, and my husband would be like, what? Who told you that? Yeah. And I was like, No, this is what I was taught. <laughs> There's so many thoughts. I know it's I'm so just much.
0: Like, you know, but that really was like, even, even, the story in the Bible of um, the woman caught in adultery. Yeah. Only recently, only the p- past couple years, have I heard people teach it. Yeah. Saying. Where was the man? Yep. Where and and even when I had heard that story in the beginning, you know, I had heard that story before. It was, it was the woman and, yeah. and sexual sin is so around women, and yes. it is. I, I I do. I remember it was like the that boys will be boys. Yeah. And and I remember as well having these. You know, if you you showed a little bit of, you know, we we all know the conversations of. You were wearing too scantily clad of something. Your shoulder is showing. Yeah. Your collarbone is showing. That, way back when your ankles were showing. Yeah. And if you show that, then your, you are yeah you are causing your brother to stumble. Mm-hmm. I have I I still remember. I mean, and, and you can't. You know, we just kind of say this in, incredulously mm-hmm. <laughs> is that the word I'm looking for. Of we're talking We're talking about here of not we're just talking about if like some a girl had a little bit of her shoulder showing or yeah. you know this idea yeah. not not like a girl came in in a, in a bikini we're not mm-hmm. doing the bikini talk right now we're not doing you know mm-hmm. but of those these things of girls getting pulled aside and saying you're being you're distracting your brother right now mm-hmm. and w- is there a space for that conversation yes there is mm-hmm. i actually have really been a part of a few circumstances where And instances where because that conversation is not happening, because Mm -hmm. we're so scared of wanting to shame because this is, we're all part of, you know, so many of us are part of purity culture. We don't want to see the shame brought in. so I'm actually not watching some of these conversations happen that should be happening. There is a place for them. So, you know, I've actually kind of seen this opposite thing happen as well, which is also Um, something to talk about as well. However, when these conversations were only one way, yeah, it was there was never a talk with the boys of this is your sister in Christ and you don't, you don't. It is your job to avert your eyes elsewhere if you are lusting after somebody. Like there was never Mm -hmm. that talk of like men rise up. Mm -hmm. It was only women are sexual creatures and they're a danger.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a lot of what my experience was um, at the time. And I think on the flip side of that, I think this conversation, it's for both sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. because exactly to what Darby said, we should have been having this conversation with the boys too. Yeah. We have personal um, experiences on my side of the family where it was just, met this conversation was met with a lot of shame and because of that a lot of the men in our family have struggled with this conversation Mm -hmm. because just like we fail to acknowledge um women as my point is this is a unified conversation. it yes. goes both ways
0: in the same way that we said this last episode of if if we have anything that is unbalanced, yeah, something's off. yeah and purity culture was off a lot yeah the same way that if we can't have the conversations with girls or boys mm. about hey we don't want we we do want to dress modestly we mm-hmm. do we do want to do that it's you know yeah. We want to honor God with our body. We want Mm -hmm. to, you know,
1: if we can't have these conversations in a balanced way, then we're missing something. And to just balance out the standards. I remember going to a Christian camp where when we went to the pool, we had to wear galoshes and a t-shirt, which fine, okay, but then all the boys could wear their normal swimsuits without shirts on. What do you mean, galoshes? Like, I mean, we're talking longer than basketball shorts. Like oh, I was like, I was like below galoshes, like below the knees. I was like, rain boots. I was like, what? I think, what was the word I'm looking for? Gauchos. Gauchos, okay. Yeah, I so they like, were, like, longer than basketball shorts. I pictured a giant shirt like, with, like, boots, rain boots. Like, what? Like, Those ankles, man.
0: They I get know, people. they're coming
1: back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the boys could go swimming with their shirts off. And I always remember thinking, I'm like... Like, first of all, are we along the thought process that women also don't have issues with lust? Mm -hmm. So women don't at all. And that's all men do. That's, again, a completely imbalanced point of view. And it causes problems, those extremes. You know, I grew up in the household of like, it's the silent subject, like, don't talk about it. And I was just having this conversation with my pastor's wife, which she herself admitted to being a part of that generation where she was like, I thought the best way was avoidance. Mm -hmm. Don't bring it up with your kids. Let them figure it out. And she's like, unfortunately, they figured it out the wrong way. And they ended up getting it from not good sources. And something as a leader in youth ministry, what I encourage my parents in now you should be the one to have these conversations with your kids. Yeah. Because if you don't start the conversation, they're going to get it from school, which by the way is awful, usually 90% of the time completely skewed. What? Very skewed. They're getting it from another 14-year-old, which what benefit is that? Or the internet, which again, usually Cute. pretty much terrible, like skewed. They're not getting like Christian views of purity and intimacy. No, they're getting whatever they find on the internet. And it's better for you to start that balanced conversation. Even at a young age, my five-year-old asks questions. Mm-hmm. And so approaching that with number one, God created sex. Now he created it for a purpose. Yeah. it's very, The scripture is very specific. Yes. But he did. It doesn't have to be nasty. It doesn't have to be ugly. It doesn't have to be surrounded in shame. God created it. It is good. It is good. It is good. Period.
0: And you know, we this brings up another interesting conversation that I just kind of came to the table with. But you know, when here's an interesting. I don't know if it's a statistic per se, but I was just having this conversation. Not too long ago, that when sure. when kids, like you said, are getting expose, exposure to yeah. sex, exposure to yeah. these conversations that are that are world, I say worldly, but like like you said, are coming from other sources. That yeah. the world's the the enemy wants to skew absolutely God's God's great good and perfect plan design of sex. We've yeah. seen it everywhere. Yeah, I mean the amount. I mean. There are so many conversations we can have around that, but that's the enemy's goal is to distort. Yeah. And sex is so easy to distort. Yeah. And what is happening is when kids are younger and younger at a younger age are getting exposure to sex, worldly yeah. sex that have already come with a, it's not a godly perspective. It's not a godly view. Yeah. And catch this, marriages, people are not getting married till later and later. Yep. Which wasn't the case before, right? No. Like- mm-hmm. We had even I wish you guys could see like there there's a what well, my hands are doing right now. But <laughs> even when, you know, kids were getting exposed to sex a couple years ago. Yeah. Not, not not every you know, not every kid, but the majority of it was later on. It was yeah. like you heard like maybe I don't know, middle school, I maybe was the before. Seventh grade, I don't know.
1: Seventh grade, eighth grade.
0: So just for our point's sake. Yeah. You know. And then people were getting married. In their earlier 20s or right out of high school. Yeah. So that like gap of time Mm -hmm. of I'm going to save sex for marriage or that gap of I have all this exposure to sex anyway before I get to marriage. Yeah. That's a big
1: gap anyway from say eighth grade to- All the way to end of high school, 12th grade. Yeah.
0: Already that's a good big gap to already have perhaps skewed exposure to sex. Yeah that the world keep, whether we see it on social media, we see it on music videos or in movies, whatever it is. Yeah. Now, on top of that, kids are getting exposed to sex even younger. Yeah. Younger, younger. Mm-hmm. And people aren't getting married until past their thirties. Yep. What are we supposed to do with this giant gap? Yeah. That, you know, have you have all this exposure. Yeah. And you know, I, I just ask and and I, it brings me to this next you know point of whether or not you have saved yourself for marriage what you know whether whether or not you've chosen to have sex before marriage you yeah. have not or you saved yourself whatever whatever decision or what life journey that's happened even if you are somebody who decided to save themselves before marriage yeah your body is saying that sex is bad. Like, like sex. this yeah. like purity culture of yeah. sex is bad. Yeah. It it you it internally, you're like you've gone from non-permissible. Mm-hmm. So sex is bad, it's wrong, it's wrong. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. That's getting downloaded into your DNA and your body. I shouldn't yep. say DNA, but your nervous system, your um it's getting downloaded into your cells. Yeah. And that sounds kind of weird, but like our body remembers a lot of whether it's trauma you know yeah. we, our body remembers a yeah. lot of things and when that's a lot of time to say to go from not permissible not permissible not permissible to oh i'm married now and even on wedding night such a yeah. quick thing of oh it's permissible now and oh, it's a good yeah. thing and oh yeah sometimes even women who men whoever both this is both people we're talking about even people who have Remain pure until the marriage bed. Have a really hard time with this sexual shame yeah. that is now permissible. Yeah. Not to mention if, you know, Jesus has, Jesus is the ultimate restorer. Yes. He is the redeemer. It is what he does. Yeah. If you have chosen to, for whatever point in your life, if you've been involved with other partners and then you get to the, and then you've, the Lord has redeemed you. And then you've gone through all that time afterwards and then you get yeah. married mm-hmm. and there's still that sexual shame there. Oh yeah. And you know, I don't really have an answer, but it more just posing the question, having again, these conversations of that's a lot of time Yeah. to go with the knowledge and, of what we're taught of sex is a shameful thing. Yeah. And this purity culture that we're talking about. And my husband is really the one that that had yeah. this thought, this, this like, he's like, I, I, Am a fan of being pure? Like he said, yeah. like, I am a fan of the Bible. Like, yes, I'm a fan of of yeah. of what the Bible says. He, yeah, but he was the first person to kind of open up this. I hadn't even heard the term toxic purity culture. Yeah, and he just said the the amount of shame. Yeah, that it that it allows in of if you don't do this. Yeah, if you break the purity ring, if yeah. you have to take if and if you mess up, which we are all humans, and we we all have stories like that. Let's yeah. not joke around about it. Let's not yeah. have pretty conversations of we all have fallen short.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and when we do, mm-hmm.
0: what we've been, what purity
1: culture teaches is you are now damaged goods forever. Forever. It's forever permanent. Almost like Jesus can't redeem you because it's the ultimate sin.
0: It's like I, I I really struggle with this conversation of some people are like you can't be a born again virgin. Like I know it's a harder conversation to have. I just like. I really struggle with like, if the Lord redeems, but the living word of God says the, that the Lord restores, he redeems, he re- returns the years that the locusts have stolen. Yeah. What does that say for here? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's not cherry pick what the Bible says Yeah, and let's let the text be the text because that, you know, I, I'm like, what are we believing about this God? No, yeah. this this God that no wonder people are so far from the church, and they say, "I don't want to be shamed because somebody told me that if I made a decision, yeah, and I, I had sex before marriage, I messed around with my boyfriend mm-hmm. too on, too early on, I messed around with my girlfriend too early on, whatever yeah. it is, I w- looked at porn, I w- did w- whatever it is, yeah, that I'm now damaged goods, yeah, and I'm the shamed, and I can't even walk back into a place of church." That I'm supposed to go back and get where healing's supposed to be. Yeah. Don't get me going too yeah. much. On this. I'm like <laughs> you're I'm, like oh I'm the like, fire's lit. <laughs> I was like I I really tried to be very like tempered, but you know, well tempered with some of these conversations. But when we get on this one, I mean, yeah. I think for both of us that righteous
1: anger that comes up of well, like. Even as you say that, I remember the modern version of the Scarlet Letter where it was like in our, in multiple churches that I went to, if it was known, and this grinds my gears more than anything. So let me clarify this. If you messed up and you had intimacy before marriage and you were repentant, like I'm going to get angry now. If you were repentant and you came to your leadership and you said, this happened this was at multiple churches this happened. Yeah. And you were like we understand that it was wrong. We under like we want to repent. We want accountability. These we are talking people that were truly seeking forgiveness and yes. repentance. Yes. And they were like and like we want to get married. We love each other. We want to make this right. This is what we want to do. They wouldn't let her wear white as a symbol of you screwed up to everybody else. I and that, that was the rule. Yeah. And I'm like first of all what the heck? I'm like, I don't know where it says in the Bible that your sins are everyone's business. <laughs> First I'm like, I, you're going to have to give me a reference. Second yeah. of all, these are people that were seeking accountability. Yeah. They were seeking forgiveness. Um, and it was just one of those things where it's like, you're literally for no reason increasing the shame that they already feel which was authentic convicting from the Holy Spirit. Now you've even tainted that with your own imbalanced point of view, adding insult to injury that they were already aware of by saying that, well, you know, like this is, I won't marry you if you wear white. You can't get married here. And that is just such an insane way of thinking to me. It's even more than insane. It is like, where...
0: If we are to follow the example of Jesus, yeah, where is that? We're not talking about excusing sins, Jesus never yeah. excuse you know no. no, where is the example of jesus yeah of of he came to save us from our sins. He knew he knew every sin that we would commit, even yeah. today, and you know what it's so this top and we don't even have to talk about how um how easy it is to hold sexual sin, yeah higher than any of the others <laughs> any of the others yeah but i i i could I, I could feel myself like rolling down i could feel myself rolling there for a second i was like one of us needs to be balanced <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> one of us I'm needs like, to be hold on you're going to work me up now <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait
0: wait but just just as a you know a reminder for anyone who is listening if you have been hurt by people yeah. that where you have come and um Asked for people, asked for um, people, leaders to help guide you with something yeah. that you are dealing with, whether it's sex before marriage, whether it's you went too far with a boyfriend or girlfriend, whether it's you have a problem with pornography, mm-hmm. that goes for boys and girls. We mm-hmm. never, we will talk about that, yes. but you would be surprised at how common pornography is for women as well. Yeah. So if you are, have struggled with any of those things and you've come in and you have looked for... Um, just guidance, and you have been hurt. Yeah, hear it from us. It doesn't fix anything, but we are so sorry that that happened to you. Yeah, it has happened to us. Yep. The Lord is continues to be faithful despite the imperfections of His bride. Yeah, He loves His bride. He loves you. You are a part of His bride. Yeah. Jesus Even,
1: redeems always. It just doesn't. If you seek sincerely for redemption he'll give it to you he'll forgive you
0: the bible says as far as the east is from the west so far he has removed our sins from us yeah he once we come and confess to him yeah he cast them so far yeah and he wants to continue to make you new, and yeah. he wants to, to have new life in him. This is the gospel. Right. Say, like, Jesus, you are Lord over my life. I ha- I am a sinner. I've sinned. I've gotten it so wrong, and I need you to come in and be Lord of my life. Yeah. To transform me inside out, from the inside out, and so I can continue to, to walk after you, Jesus. Yeah. Because
1: I don't want to carry the shame anymore. I think what frustrates me so much, and what is... The most damaging part of anything is when it causes people to walk away from God. Oh, don't even and me <laughs> it upsets me so much because, again, let me say it here, God doesn't think that way. Yeah. You are not unforgivable. You are not unredeemable. You are worthy of love yes. and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And God can work you past anything. Yeah, if He'll walk you, with you. He'll walk with you. Yeah. and. And that's just, you know, don't let the confusion of others... Let me be very clear. The people that misconstrue the scripture, they're confused. The Bible is true. Its word is true. Believe that. I know it's so hard because when it's leadership, especially, it's just like, well, wait a minute. Like, I trust this person. Like, they must be right. This is... We glazed over this a little bit in episode one. Go to the scripture because nobody's right all the time. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started going into the scripture myself that I realized a lot of the things that I had been taught were wrong. And there was so much freedom in that for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm even guilty of this. Like I'm I'm I was in my quiet time not too long ago. Yeah. I was doing the right thing. I was mm-hmm. like calling people. I was having you know, I was seeking wisdom. I, I, you know, I wanted to talk through some stuff and I was going yeah. to, or maybe I think I was going through a, a hard time actually. And I was calling all these different people. Yeah. And it was good. We, we yeah. need community. It's needed. Yeah. And after I like tried, like no one was picking up, funny enough. <laughs> it was late. <laughs> but it, after a while I was like, you know, you can kind of, you're like, you're like, Lord, you're about to teach me something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yes. you're you're like, something. I see where this is going. There's something here. And he was yeah. like, you're not coming to me. Yeah. Yeah, You're, And I think we can just be so, it's not even g- guilty. I mean, if we want to use that word, but it's just like, we can just forget yeah. of, we often go to people immediately and yeah. there there is a place for that. It's very needed. Yeah. And I think all we're saying is don't forget to want, run to the one, Yeah. the one who redeems, yeah. the one, the only one who can give life. Yeah. People can give life and joy and it's great. Yeah. And that life is coming from... Yeah. the main source, which is Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So if we just wanted to say that if, if you've struggled with that, you are seen, you are loved. He wants to make you whole. He wants to heal the places that the enemy has stolen, yeah. um, places that you have come into, might maybe have come into agreement with. Yeah. Um, and if you're, uh, even, you know, just if you're dealing with this now and yeah. you, you are like, I don't know where to go. I, I even if you've, you're like, I don't, I don't believe in God because people, Yeah. people have, have said this, hear it from us that, that for whatever it's worth in this, our Friday conversations, yes. <laughs> that this, that is not the heart of the father and yeah. the Lord will never shame you. Mm-hmm. There, there is love. There is redemption. Yeah. There is restoration to mm-hmm. be found in the shadow of his wings yeah. and he offers it all over.
1: Absolutely. I think something that um, has really helped me refute lies that I've told myself, lies that other people have told me. Um, and it's actually, I think it's kind of funny that I'm in Job right now because I keep using him as an example, but it's so fitting. When Job is done complaining and his friends are done giving him horrible advice and terrible <laughs> wisdom, God says, but what do I say? Yeah. From the very beginning, from Genesis. The enemy's number one goal is to distort the father's words. Yep. Yep. When he lies to Eve, what's the first question he asks? Did well, he actually... did he say that? Did mm-hmm. he say you would die? Are you sure? Yeah. And the way that I've turned that on its head, and for me, anytime these lies come up and they bubble up still, this is not a lot of this is not stuff that goes away easily. Um, but how I refute that is. But what does he say that I am? Yeah. What does he say about me? Because yep, you say I should be ashamed still, and I should suffer these consequences, and I shouldn't be this, and I shouldn't be that. What does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says that if I seek forgiveness, God is willing to forgive. That He separates me from those sins and redeems me, mm-hmm. and walks with me in growth. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's. Spiritual conviction, you know, we accountability, conviction that is all of the father, shame, guilt, um, that that is not Mm -hmm. of the father. Um, and I would like to point out something that I think is really important like just to give you an idea of the difference between shame and conviction shame is still self centered, Mm -hmm. shame is revolved around yourself, conviction. Is the Holy Spirit saying, but this is what the word says. Yeah. You know that's wrong because this is what the word says. It's not dramatic. It's not emotional. It's factual. Go to the word. You know, it's so... I, somebody said this. They said you usually can can pick out the yeah. enemy's
0: voice mm-hmm. because the enemy almost always talks in first person. Yeah. Or like of, about like, I am, I am worthless. Mm-hmm. I am not worthy of love. I... Mm-hmm. Have no business talking, you know. I'm yeah. like whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it might. We were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. Of it usually, it's really easy to point out because those lies that come up in your head are are of that I, I, I. Yeah, and the Lord wants to give and say, you are loved, you are chosen.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. And just being open to that, and that comes through prayer and actively seeking in God's word. Um, But yeah, these conversations, um, I'm having a lot now. I think that's why I'm so passionate about it, because as um you know being in youth ministry specifically i'm having parents coming to me because their 11 year olds their 12 year olds are already involved in sexual sin yeah. and they're like dumbfounded and they come to me and they're like what is going on what am i supposed to do with this and they stink they're really hard conversations because we just kind of have to break down their experience or lack of With purity and purity culture, then we have to address those healings and those wounds, and then we have to step down to their kids and what already exists there. And you know, it is so
0: like that. I mean, because you are in youth ministry, yeah, and uh, it's so hard to get it right. Like, oh my goodness, (laughs) even as you're saying that, (laughs) I'm like, you know, it's so easy, and I'm really my ear is like perked, and you know, to any kind of conversation where. Um, it's just so easy to, um, I don't want really to use the word bash cause that's not always where it's coming from, but just kind of like, I can't believe people would do this. I can't
1: believe that's yeah. so wrong.
0: Yeah. Yes, it was. And you know even now as we're once we have the conversation yeah once we have the truth now what do we do with it yeah and if you're in youth ministry or you are somebody who is listening and you want to be better about talking with your kids about purity or whatever yeah. it might be there is grace and Jesus is faithful yeah Jesus is faithful and covers covers the gaps I just yeah. want come to point that out because it's so even as you're saying that I'm like that's so hard I'm it like is. I would be nervous yeah. of like Everything that we're kind of (laughs) spouting off about purity culture. I'm like, what if I say something that was so wrong and I didn't mean to, you know? So there, I just want to let you guys know that you are, you are seen and, um, the lord is is faithful to cover what yeah. we might miss even if we're trying to get it right you know yeah
1: and i think we i think i made the comment the first episode which is extremes result in extremes mm-hmm. something that i can speak from personal experience i started to hate modesty mm-hmm. i started to just absolutely despise women that specifically dressed modestly. Mm-hmm. If you wore long skirts or you didn't like to wear short sleeves, I would start, literally, I would start repeating the behavior that I hated so much, yeah. just opposite of that. Yeah, And I would be like, well, I don't want to associate with them because clearly they're judgmental Christians and they're hateful and I want nothing to do with you because um, you're wrong. Yeah. Well, you've been extremes... What do you say? Equal extremes. Equal extremes, for sure. Yeah, it just goes both ways. And then that would, again, like I always say don't overestimate the enemy because he's beaten. Don't give him too much credence because God took care of that already. Don't underestimate him either. The craftiness never ends because for a long time, he was able to twist my mind from despising that culture. And instead of going the route of Jesus and the word and just seeking my own personal redemption and then finding that place of healing, I was vindictively hateful. Like I would not be your friend. I didn't want to talk to you. I didn't want to associate with you Mm. because I just assumed, okay, long skirt at church. Yeah. That means I want nothing to do with you. Thanks. Bye. That's just as wrong. (laughs) I think, you know what, we have different ways of like, you know, the, I don't
0: know. I want to be like those Christian girls <laughs> growing <Yeah. laughs> up. But like I have something similar of like if I heard the way that it was, somebody was talking or what they were dressed like, I was like, I, I already know what you're like. Yeah. yeah, and Which is not correct. Yeah. I felt, I, always, I felt, you know, even convicted one day of like being so against judgment. Yeah. And then I felt, you know, the Lord kind of just whispered into my heart one day. is like, isn't that what you're doing to yeah. them right now? Yeah. Um, And I also want to point this out too of... This really wasn't taught as well. Again, how crafty the enemy is. Extremes equal extremes. You know, when we're taught with this purity culture of, and we can't help it. Like we, because of the way it was taught, it's like sex is bad. Yeah. So I don't want to sin, or I don't want to do it, or I don't want the shame. So I'm just not. Yeah. And some of you might be like, well, what's wrong with that? Of the only shift I'm advocating for is. Instead of it being fear based of being like I don't want to sin, I don't want to have sex. It's bad. It's bad yeah. because I just don't want the shame. Let's shift it to that view of Lord, I love you so ardently. I yeah. I want I want to I want to do what is right in your eyes. That is a really good point. And yeah. I it was never taught that way. Even no, I had as like we you know. My, my husband and I, we were married and I, I we were kind of really walking through some things. I was like, um, that I really had to shift my, yeah my heart and perspective around. And really all of a sudden it was like, again, my, that point of like, it was not permissible for so long. Yeah. And how do you shift from that? No, this is bad. I don't, I have shame. If I do this, there's going to be shame yeah. to all of a sudden, Oh, I'm with my husband and I can have sex now. yeah. I'm like, I really had to shift that. And I realized, you know, my husband and I were just, you know, we've talked a lot about it. And it's because one of the reasons is that we're missing that. Like I, I'm i abstaining because I love Jesus. I love you. And I want to serve you with my whole heart, my whole mind, my whole body. And that's when this verse comes in with, a, 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 instead of it bringing shame, it was never meant that way in the first place and 1 Corinthians 6 it's it's the it's our typical purity verse yes but when we ha- are viewing it from the lens of lord i i want to do right and yeah. i want to be to, to because i love you not just because i don't want to do something wrong exactly it's because of out of my love for you that i want to come near you yes flee from sexual immor- immorality all other sins a person commits are outside of the body but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Yeah. It brings so much light and clarity to the lies that are the lies that get put in there by the enemy of mm-hmm. sins against their own body. I'm worthless. Yeah. I'm nothing. Yeah. Do you not know that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit who yeah. is in you whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a mm-hmm. price. You were yeah. bought at the cross at Calvary mm-hmm. that he paid. Yeah. Therefore honor God with your bodies. Mm-hmm. I when we hear this verse and when there is, the shame of, oh, you're not doing right with your body. You're mm-hmm. you know you've done something wrong, mm-hmm. and it we've just this the enemy can twist. I mean we've seen it in the Bible. Yeah. I think we talked about that last time. Of like the yeah. enemy can twist scripture. We oh, see yeah. it when yeah. when the enemy is using scriptures to tempt Jesus in the desert when he's in the wilderness of, didn't this, you know, didn't they say, doesn't this Bible, doesn't the Bible say, you know, and it's so easy for people to use scripture and, and twist it.
1: It's so interesting that you bring that up too, because even as you say that, I'm thinking purity was always emphasized to me the most specifically for my spouse. It was be pure for your husband. Oh. God was oh, you're secondary. So right. You're so right. If he was brought up at all. Yep. Except to say that God says don't. For sure. You want to be pure for your husband. And while that is true, true that is a true yes. fact. Yep. Here's the problem when God's not the priority, yes.
0: that's why you
1: fail. When we
0: say again of that, anytime we build on anything other than mm-hmm.
1: Jesus, it fails.
0: Oh, well, it just it, it's 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 unbalanced it's cute yeah. it's like you know in yeah. some cases failed miserably, yeah,
1: you know, and that's so even as I'm saying that, like I'm getting irritated all over again because <gasps> if now it feels so easy, like literally do your best. We're all human beings. we all sin. nobody's perfect. God knows that. that's the point, um but make God that priority. It's so ironic to me that that's our last call because if you ma- when you make God the priority, when you're gazing at him and glancing at your life Everything falls into place because your priority is exactly what it's supposed to be. How much easier would it have been for me personally to keep my eye on the goal, which is honoring God in all things with my body, if that was at the forefront of my mind instead of, if I do something wrong with anybody, they're not going to love me and I'm trash. Like, yeah. And then I'll just have to settle for whoever is willing to accept <sighs> me because... You're gross, you know. It brings tears in my eyes. Like that is so upset because, and that's the conversations I'm having now, and they're good conversations because they're redemptive. They're like, listen, I was there with you. I understand where this thinking comes from. The pit L- of hell. The pit- Yeah, literally. <laughs> the, the I'm enemy. like, let's for the next generation. Let's just do it better. Let's have the better conversation. And you know,
0: I mean. It's the first commandment to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind. Yeah. What did I say? All of your heart, all of your strength, all of your mind. Yeah. And love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Even going back of just saying again of like, Lord, I want to be pure for you. Yes. I want to be pure for you. Yes. And out of that, I also... I, I want to be with my partner. With yes. my, I know you know, gentlemen, if you're listening. I say we keep.
1: I keep saying husband, but wife, husband, yes. your your spouse. Oh, yeah.
0: You are not damaged goods if no. you have taken a step away, or if you made a mistake, yeah. or you know. I am very thankful and blessed to have a partner that. Um. Just never, never looked at me and said, "You're damaged goods, yeah, and yeah if even if you know just if you have made decisions and you think that you are not worthy, you should just settle for something else, you're the styrofoam plastic cup, yeah, no, you mm-hmm. God made you perfectly, and you are still that beautiful teacup yes. you are still you are still that beautiful yes. design that yeah. God made, yeah. And you are not you're not damaged goods. Yeah. Goods why? Because we have a, a loving, kind Father who is consistently coming after our hearts, wanting to be in relationship with us, yeah. wanting us to come back home and to be in perfect relationship with Him. Yeah. He wants to bring it back to the garden. Yeah, it's, this whole
1: <laughs> everything comes <It> all, back. <laughs> there's so many things <laughs> yes. you'll, you'll hear
0: this constantly say that, but He is for forever bringing us back to the garden of saying, "I
1: just want to walk with you, and I just want to be." In, in that relationship with you. Yeah. It's so funny that going back to that illustration of the china cup to the styrofoam cup, when God literally says, I can bring beauty from ashes, but you're taught that, yeah, if you're damaged, like that's it. It's unredemptive and completely contrary to the character of Christ. Or even this like even
0: the teaching of even if it's like you become the styrofoam cup and then you're damaged, but God can redeem and now you're the teacup again. Yeah, like it. You never stopped being yeah. this beautiful teacup. Yeah. I'm sorry we're using this teacup example, but like you we love never no. <laughs> stopped being yeah, the, the, the beautiful yes. design that God made you. Yeah, there are things that break His heart. Yeah, there are things that are very real. Um, I always say to say there are there are there are consequences that come. Yeah, that doesn't mean that there are. It is without love. It's the same way a parent is with you of being like, I love you. I'm sorry that you made this decision. I forgive you. And I'm going to walk with you for whatever comes. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: And I feel like that's important to point out too is redemption is not meaning without consequences. Because sin, sin... No matter what. Yeah. It just has consequences, sexual sin, lying, stealing, whatever the problem is. It comes with consequences, yes. some bigger than others, yes. and um, that's just like the having accountability. Yeah. Again, it just all goes back to scripture. You know that balanced view of understanding what the world is. How you know sometimes, sometimes you do something wrong and it just affects you, and that stinks. Yes. But at least it was you. Yep. <laughs> and then sometimes you mess up, and there's a bigger. Effect, Um, but God redeems every situation. Yes, he does. Know? God redeems everything. He is a loving
0: father. He yeah. wants to walk with us. Yeah. So we will probably, <laughs>
1: we're probably going to have this to conversation. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to, yes, we love this conversation. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, but even just to, to be encouraged that you are seen, you are loved, you yeah. You know, we're talking a lot about purity culture. We're talking about purity culture today and the shame it brings. And so we're specifically talking about sexual sin or you yeah. know whatever that might be. But you know, if this really goes for anything. If it's if if it's any sin that you are struggling with right now, yeah, the Lord sees you. He wants yeah. to take you by the hand. He wants to, um, he wants to hold you and and he wants you to come near to him. And he yeah. doesn't want you to have to carry the shame that the enemy is trying daily to yes. make sure that you feel
1: <laughs> yes yes absolutely for sure
0: so until next time until another fun conversation fun friday fun
1: friday <laughs>
0: yes. we love you guys yes. thank you guys for for listening to again yes. we don't always have the answers yeah. we will always try to be diligent and going to track down those answers but our heart really is to have conversations around these harder topics Um, that are just, they're harder to navigate. Yeah. So we just want to keep having those conversations and um, we want to laugh along the way when (laughs) it
1: gets hard. (laughs) Yes. So you (laughs) guys have a
0: great Friday. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Churched. Yes. Episode two. We love that you're here. Yes. Yeah. And we will keep having conversations and see you guys next week. Yes.
1: All right. Bye, guys. Bye.